When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kiss Army. Shout it out loud, Cass, with another episode. We are on episode seven, and we are calling this one We Are One. Tommy, how the hell are you? Hey, Zeus, Kiss Army, what's up? That's probably the last time we ever want to mention that song. Ugh. <laughs> it was on our shit list last week, wasn't it? <laughs> exactly. Which apparently I think you won. Uh, I I don't know if it's a win, but your album is shittier than mine. (laughs) It's like the reverse Grammy Award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a real fun episode, and I think this one's going to be fun as well. Um, So what's going on in the the Kiss world there, Tomas? Kind of quiet. You know, the the tour is rolling along to um, good reviews, um, you know, near sellouts, some sellouts. Um, you know, everything we're seeing on social media and online looks really good. I mean, we're excited because we got about a month away until we uh, hit our two shows. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm looking at news here. Dallas Observer. Even if you hate Kiss, they put on an impressive show. Is, is that supposed good. to be? Is that supposed to be a compliment? <laughs> you sound like our old RD. Is that a positive thing? <laughs> <laughs> When we got in trouble in our suite, when we told them, look, we only broke like three chairs this week. <laughs> <laughs> and his response, is that a positive thing? Well, we well, yeah. For us it is. Compared to the dorm damage we did the week before it was, only three chairs. Oh, Jesus. God. Anyways, go. um, yeah, good reviews all around, huh? Yeah, and some other exciting news. Um, I say exciting with a hint of sarcasm. Uh, So it's confirmed that the painter dude is opening up for our shows at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut in the Garden in Boston. Yeah, exactly. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) The unemployed painter is coming. (laughs) Look, do you, uh, forget it. He I, did I, some job on his car. He used a roller there. I'd rather that. Beautiful. I'd rather that. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we saw. We, we, I, I think I put something up on our Twitter. I mean, you know, the artwork is really nice. That it's auctioning off for charity. You know, but I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. We've said this a million times. Um, he, he paints in the union. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, he doesn't. He doesn't know that union shit. You know what I mean? So, 
So, yeah, I guess that's what we're stuck with. The best part of him on this tour is that I get to do the unemployed painter skit from the Jerky Boys. <laughs> that's the best part of him being on this tour, that I get to relive that. Yep. And if you listen to that one skit, you'll get where our intro comes from. Exactly. Oh, yeah, Yo. that's right. You're giving it away. That's right. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, the unemployed painter. Woohoo! Well, he's employed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> Paul. <laughs> yep. His artwork is fantastic. <laughs> um, so the other part I know you know about and we were following it was that it looks like Gene responded somewhat to Ace's drama. Yeah, he had a um <clears throat> I mean he kind of had to acknowledge it. I mean, but knowing Gene and, and, and Paul, that very measured in their words, they're not going to get into it because, you know, the tour. So Gene was uh, did an interview with the L.A. Times, and um, he pretty much said he wasn't going to go into detail about it. But, you know, the one thing he said was, you know, quote, I'm not going to say anything in print other than I love Ace and Peter, and I thank them forever. They're every bit as important as Paul and myself for launching the band, I'm not going to make any guesses of why the emotions are so volatile, but it's happened before. That's all he said. Yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty easy to guess why the emotions are so volatile. Not that I'm defending Ace, but, I mean, come on, Gene. You don't know why Ace is, I mean, you know, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I just, it's the same old, same old, you know? Exactly. Um, Exactly. Look, they could have figured something out, you know, and, and unfortunately, Paul, more in Gene this time, just you don't have to be so, like, blunt about it. We've heard you say these stories about him before. Like, why'd you have to bring it up again? Oh, yeah, they had problems and, you know, they're gone. Like, why do you keep bringing it up? You know, right. I don't oh, blame that- him for getting upset about it, but. Well, right, but that being said, I mean, like we said earlier, when this when this whole thing when the shit hit the fan, I mean, Ace's response was a little bit oh, beyond. Know, yeah, I mean, yeah, it doesn't sound know, like it sounds like his uh, somebody in Ace's circle was right leading that shit, not Ace. You know, right? But, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's uh, really it for Kiss stuff, right? There's not that um, much going on. No, well, I've been, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been tracking it since it kind of broke. But again, you know, I, I, I'm a serious XM subscriber. Been listening to the Kiss Army radio channel. They extended it to the end of the month. It was supposed to end this um, Sunday, the, I don't know, whatever the middle of the month was. But they extended it to the end of the month. Um, and they've been replaying the concert from the Whiskey. Um, yeah. I, don't know if you, I don't know if you saw pictures or videos of that. Dude, that looked like they were playing at like Brother Mike's at Stonehill. Like that place was like tiny. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. if you look, if you look yeah. at that stage, that's amazing that they even fit on there. Yeah, I know. And they didn't play rock and roll night. I don't understand. How that the hell is, is that possible? That is bizarre. That is bizarre. Uh, whatever. I mean, I mean, you're talking about a subscriber like event, like a Sirius XM promo, and they don't. I, that's weird that they didn't play it. Yeah. There were there were a couple funny things when I heard it. Um, they sounded pretty good, but they had to because the venue was so tiny and because the stage was so tiny. Like you could tell that like everything was kind of measured. Like the vocals was it was it was a little bit more tame, you know, because it wasn't they weren't playing in in you know with a in a huge auditorium or a huge arena. But there was one funny part where they did uh, War Machine. 
fucking Gene fucked up the lyrics. I heard, I heard. He's he's been doing that a lot. I, over the years. I know. You know? He, st- he started off the he started the song with the second verse. Yeah, I know. And then when it came time for the second verse, he sang it again. I was like, oh god. But but no, I mean they they sounded all right. You know, Paul was doing his typical banter. How you doing, Silvius? <laughs> Yeah. Oh God! And um, who's the other one? Oh, the other thing I wanted to bring up. You see, we were, I was saying to you just now earlier. You see the picture of Paul and his dad. Oh, dude, that's amazing! Ninety-eight years old, going to a Kiss concert. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was really neat. It's funny because he's like, it seems like you know. I read his book. I'm sure you did. Yeah, they had a little bit of a tough relationship growing up. Yes, it sounds like he's kind of packed. Patched that up and got closer with his dad. Yeah, and that's good. You yeah, know, that he had that opportunity that you know, yeah, get closer with his old man, and I'm happy for him. You know, yeah, that was, yeah, that was pretty neat. That was a cool picture of Paul all decked out and his dad yeah. just hanging out. You know, <laughs> in his Jay Leno dungarees jacket. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So, so what, so what do we got this week? What are we doing, Zeus? Ah, uh, nothing. Let's no. just call a night. <laughs> all right. See you guys. See you guys. Um, this week, you know, we, I, we hope you guys like the topics we come up with. We think we're, there's stuff that me and you talk about, not because let's think of something for a podcast. This is the same stupid shit me and you talk about before we had a podcast. Right. And this time we're talking about kiss lineups. Yeah. So go ahead, buddy. Yeah. So <clears throat> we're just going to kind of, you know, chronologically break down the lineups, talk about, some you know key factors that went into the lineup what we think about them um you know what the band you know how the band evolved in time in terms of the look and sound the albums that were put out um we're we're gonna try to i mean who knows this conversation could go off the rails like they always do but we're not we're not gonna try to really get into the you know the politics of what brought on the lineup changes i mean if that happens in the conversation so be it but yeah just kind of like a chronological breakdown of of all the different lineups. And I think, what did you say, Zeus? We, in total, what did we come up? What was it, 11? 11. 11, yeah. 11 lineups. 11 separate. Official perform- lineups, yeah. Right, in, in terms of lineups that performed on stage, like, and yeah. Yeah, we're not talking about that one concert where Paul was sick and they went up as three. Yeah, like, yeah, right, yeah, count. right, right. We're talking about official lineups and touring and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that... So that means that number one, chronologically. Yep. Lead guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Anyways, uh, chronologically, we got the uh, Fabulous Four, the original four. Yep. Paul, Gene, Ace, and Peter. Yep. Ah, that lineup is all right. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, so officially we're looking at, what, 1973 slash 74, to about to 1980 is kind of like the timeline yeah. for that. Yeah, 1980. Um, Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, and uh, Peter Chris. So you're looking at from the self-titled debut album Kiss. Yep. Really to Unmasked. Yep. And right? yeah. Now I know for most people, um, you know, they kind of look at the self-titled debut up to Alive 2 as like, you know, that that golden era of the original lineup. Because once Dynasty came about, 
you know, you, you really were looking at, you know, kind of a half-assed Peter. Um, Ace, is, Ace got more involved because of the success of his solo album. You get three songs on Dynasty. You know, and then you get to Unmasked, and then it was really... Um, Peter didn't even really play on Unmasked. He was in the video for Shandy. Ace was kind of in and out, but technically speaking, you're looking at 1980 for that. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, Peter's on the album cover. They didn't announce him leaving till later. He was part of unmasked. And, um, the thing about that is you, you, you look at those original four guys and you say that classic lineup, that's number one for me, my heart. I, oh, we're not going to rank these, but obviously that's number one for all of us. Right. Um, that classic lineup, and it doesn't get really any better than that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and if you listen to, I mean, you can you can kind of even tell on Unmasked that that's not Peter playing. That's not his style of drumming. Because um, yeah. that was, that, you know, the information that we have that we've been looking at shows that that was Anton Fig pretty much played all the drums on that album even on uh dynasty and stuff yep. really yep yep i mean but so i think from what you read of kiss i mean they were having people jump in since the beginning days oh this guy played the lead uh guitar i don't know ace was had the shits and he was in the toilet for a, a couple hours and yeah. somebody came in and did the lead guitar like i don't know why like even to now like the last few albums oh gene didn't play bass on this uh bruce kulik did or uh paul's not on this uh you know some like i don't get it why they did it but i i I think that kind of stuff i think that kind of stuff is a lot more common than we think but because we're so into kiss and we know all the ins and outs of everything they do i think that stuff's a lot more common you know i think you see like you said you get you might get some session guys come in and play on one song or you know you know whatever but yeah, but it's really from Love Gun uh, up to Love Gun. Yeah, right. The original four really played on most of those albums. Yeah, and I think and then after like, Love Gun, it was yeah. And I don't think it's a coincidence. And I don't think it's a coincidence too. When you look at Love Gun Alive too, <clears throat> you know, and then the solo albums, that was kind of like not only was that the peak of Kiss, but that was when you know, merchandising, you know, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. That's when you you read stories about Ace being like, what's going on with the band? Like, you know, the image, they were a rock and roll band. I mean, so, you know, it was kind of like the beginning of, you know, they kind of hit that peak and things started to kind of hit the Right. Right, right. right. Yeah, Um, I'm, I'm with you on it. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, obviously, we all love this lineup. Um, You know, the other part to this is really... All four guys sang, right? Yeah. That's the other part that makes them kiss. All four guys sang. Yeah. They had different styles. They had different personalities. Yeah. And, and and none of them were shy. They each had their own thing. That's what I loved about it, right? Yeah. You, you knew, you know, if you follow Kiss, you know about Gene, Paul, Ace's personalities. Yeah. Uh, Peter's, too. Excuse me. So I, I, that that to me also shines. When we're talking about, never mind the classic albums. There's no, no those are the classic albums. All the, the fabulous four there. Yeah. And then you know the styles, the performance, the characters, the original characters, and it all it all stems back to those four. Yeah. And you you know every once in a while I always think about what what would have happened if. Because Ace was always said he was shy about his voice. That's why he didn't sing until Love Gun shocked me. But 
you know, the success of his solo album, and then he had three songs on Dynasty, three songs on Unmasked. You know, you wonder, like, would his attitude maybe have changed if he, you know, maybe if he had a song on Rock and Roll Over or something, you know what I mean? Who knows? Well, I think it would have been better because then they would have more competition. The best songs would get on. Right, right. Instead of like, okay, Gene's got to have four songs, Paul's got to have six. Yep. And, well, you know what? A couple of Gene songs suck, yeah. and a couple of Pauls suck. Ace has got a couple of good songs. Peter's got to get one on the album. You know, I think that helps. Well, are you trying to say that Great Expectations is not? <laughs> Come on, oh. you watch me playing guitar. Do they yeah. really need to add? Then she kissed me. I'm like, don't even better. Don't even get me going. Yeah, but wouldn't it have been better if somebody else had an extra song on that? Yeah, because yeah, that or Ace. Right, because that was the first album that the, all four band members performed. Mm-hmm. You know, you had you had a couple Peter songs previous. You never had Ace. No, I know. So, I mean, you know. So that's the original four. Yeah. The next is in this. You're talking about 1980 to 1982. Peter uh, left, as he says. Or as the other members say, they booted his ass out. <laughs> right. And I, I tend to believe them because even Ace says they fired Peter. Um, oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, and then um, Eric Carr comes in. So from 1980, 1982, you got Paul, Gene, Ace, Eric Carr. Go ahead. Tell us about that. Yeah. Paul Caravello, Eric Carr. God rest his soul. The repairman? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he came in. Now, it, you know, it's funny. You, you know, poor Eric. You know, he, he was in such a, like, a lose-lose-win kind of situation, if you want to. Because that that's what. Means. What's a lose-lose-win? Well, because, I mean, he won because he was in Kiss. Okay. but he, But he was replacing Peter, and he joined the band when they were at their creative like what the fuck moment yeah you, you yeah, know so it was, I, I, it, it yeah. was kind of a mess so you know he comes in after unmasked hey eric welcome to kiss the first album we're gonna do is the elder Ooh, what do you Listen think to the tracks we got ready for this one i'm just a boy <laughs> right he probably thought he was on like what the fuck <laughs> is this shit exactly right? exactly you know although i'll not you know I'll tell you right now, this is no secret. I'm a huge fan of The Elder. I am. I'll be under the rose. (laughs) I mean, I cannot wait. By the way, I cannot wait until we get to our Elder review episode. That is going to be fantastic. We did just just a boy. What's the other one? Odyssey. Odyssey. (laughs) I don't need no money. I. So so Eric comes in. So Eric comes in, and I mean, thank God for Creatures of the Night because that's when Eric really got to shine and just you know, blow the doors off with that album. Um, and they also had the four songs from Killers. Oh shit! Yeah, you're, you know, I always forget about that. You're right because I yeah, that's right. Yep. With no way to those four songs. So he really that lineup was technically responsible for three albums. Yeah, and, although and it was, was kind of messed up with. The fact that Killers didn't come out in the U.S. Right. Creatures of the Night, the album came out. And then they re-released it and had Bruce with no makeup on the cover. Oh, God, yeah. And yeah. the Elder got, was out of print for years. Yep. That's so what, 
That's you what I mean. Don't it was really a, remember this lineup that much. It was a yeah, right. I mean, you remember it as like that weird like transitional era. But I w- I will say this, and I don't know if it was I don't know if it's because of Eric Carr or it's because Gene and Paul in the, the, the direction. But that stuff was like that was heavy for Kiss. You know, I mean, obviously some of the stuff on the L, but like the Creatures of the Night, like that's when they became like a real heavy band because you know Love Gun was hard rock, Rock and Roll Over was hard rock. You know, even a song like like you listen to the I know we, we we joke about a song like I okay, but you listen to that beginning of I that's heavy that's heavy for Kiss mm-hmm. you know like that. That's, um, the-, the other part to this is they also released their first video with that lineup. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, MTV video for yeah. I Love It Loud. Right, that lineup was the video lineup. That's right, because Shandy was a promo video and all the stuff for the elder, those were all promos. Those weren't official videos. Yeah, they're right? on shows and things right, like right, that. Right. But they did a video with Ki- that kiss in makeup yep. with Eric on the drum and Ace, who never even played on Creatures. Yep. Right? Yep. With and I'll tell you hair and stuff. I'll tell you right now, that video is still fucking awesome. I mean that video is awesome. Old people. <laughs> yeah, the Beavis and Butthead. The oh, kids- yeah. The kid has like a comb in his back pocket. <laughs> Settle down, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, that so that's that lineup. Then good old um Ace says, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya. Yep. And he takes off. I believe him. He quit. I don't think they fired him. Really? Um, I think I think he quit. I think he was like, I'm out of here. This sucks. Um I think that might have been a little bit of a, you know what? Kiss, you guys are a bunch of pussies now. I don't want to be in this band. And then Gene and Paul, like, you know what? You're a drunken buffoon. So fuck you. See you later. <laughs> I don't think they did that. I think they wanted him in there. You think? Yeah, I do. I think. really. I told them, you know, this is a once in a lifetime thing. You don't want to leave, right? Remember? Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah, and uh, in comes. Oh. Vincent Cusano? <laughs> Vinny Vincent. Uh, 1982 love through 1984, the Anki Warrior comes in. Which, which we the- forgot to describe. Eric Carr comes in. This is still makeup kiss, so Eric Carr comes in as the Fox now, in 1980. Now, now little- Vinny comes in in 82. Now, now wait, now hold on. Like, we, you're right. We, we totally forgot to talk about Eric's uh, makeup. So there's a thing here where Eric wanted to come in and be uh, like the hawk or something. Did you see that? And Paul was like, you look like a fucking chicken. You're not going to be the hawk. So that's why they made him the fox. San Diego Diego chicken? Yeah. That's why they made him the fox. And then then apparently Vinny's official – because we call him like the Anki warrior – yeah. But I guess um, Paul, they referred to him as the Wiz. <laughs> well, like the Michael Jackson <laughs> thing, the Wiz. Yeah, he's on down. He's on down the road. They were going to do a cover of "Ease On Down the Road" with fucking Vinnie Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to ease on down the road. Um, yeah. So Vinny comes in with the makeup, with the cross on yep. his head, nose. Yep. And um dude, I love know, that lineup. <laughs> yeah, that lineup. I mean, Vinny really played on creatures and basically lick it up. Yep. Right? 
Yeah. But he's not credited. Ace was credited on Creatures. So you got, you know, a, uh, Vinny on Lick It Up. And, you know, he was on that tour for a little bit. There's no albums of Vinny and Makeup. No. He There's toured, been- the Creatures tour, he did yeah. in the Anki Warrior Makeup. Right. And, 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 and this is where this is where the timeline kind of gets murky because you look at Creatures of the Night. Ace is on the cover of that, but that was more of like a record industry thing. I think from what I read is that Ace was like out of the band, but like they didn't want the record company to know that he was out of the band because they were afraid it would affect yeah, sales. Promotionally because they, the tour was coming up. Exactly. So that's why he did the video and he was on the cover. Right. And they were, and they, uh, you know, I think they were promised that, and they thought it would probably hurt their tour and everything else. Exactly. So don't say Ace is out. Right. So and they- then, um, you know, Vinny jumps in, and you know that's the second guy now. They got to come up with new makeup guy, which you know we're back to the story now. Why don't they do that? Because back then Kiss was already un, you know, not that popular. Those faces weren't well known. And they weren't, and and back then, you know, Peter was the Catman, Ace was the Spaceman. Like, they, like, you know, I mean, we'll get to this later as we talk. But you know, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about the makeup and the you know the iconic characters and stuff. But you know, what we see here is that you know, like you said, you you said Ace left. You, you don't you 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 don't think he was kicked out? No, I think he left. Yeah, I do. Yeah, um, so, and, and but, it says, go ahead. You know, go, no, I was just going to say, you know, um, he he barely contributed to, like, you know, the Elder, you know, and all that stuff. You know, when he, I mean, it was, you're right. Like I said, this is when the timeline gets murky. Yeah, so the other thing is, you know, you got Peter and Eric completely different styles. Eric brings a harder, heavier sound. Absolutely. Now, Ace's classic style Zeppelin influence guitar is gone. Yep. And in comes the shredder. Yep. Vinny changes the sound. Yep. But the thing about him in this lineup that I I like is he added a way better dimension, I think, with his songwriting. He elevated the other guys in their oh, songwriting. No doubt. No, no, no so much to the point that they asked him to come back and help with revenge. Right. He was, I mean, you, you look, I mean, you look at yeah, those. I don't think Paul's like, hey, I just can't get this lyric done. I can't figure this out. Somebody get me Ace Fraley. Help me out with these song lyrics. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, do I want to go with Vinny or should I go with the guy who wrote fucking Torpedo Girl to help me write this song? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, the songwriting is awesome. And Lick It Up, we'll, when we get into that, that's a great album. I mean, the you, sound was awesome. Everything was, you know, Kiss. Uh, other, other than maybe like God of Thunder, Kiss never had songs like "Not for the Innocent" or "All Hell's Breaking Loose" or mm-hmm. like, 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 like you said, like real, ro- real hard rock, like eighties riff and all, all hell's breaking loose. It's just yeah. awesome. Yeah, and and so here we go. They decide to take the makeup off, yep. and I love how MTV does now taking the makeup off. Guitarist Vinnie Vincent. Who? Who the fuck yeah. is this guy? He takes his makeup off. And he, and people are like, what? Who brought that? Gr- Who's the woman here? What is yeah. this? I was like, damn, Ace Frehley's ugly. Who is that? <laughs> oh, yeah, but who? But do you remember who introduced them to do the unmasking? What's his name? Uh, Jesse Jackson. What's his name? JJ Jackson. 
MTV, God, re- God rest his soul. God Jesse, rest. God. Jesse Jackson. What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Keep, keep Kiss alive. <laughs> Jesse oh. Jackson, while he was running for president in 84 against oh. Mike Dukakis, deciding on MTV and host Kiss Unmasked. <laughs> It was part of the with the Jesse Jackson. It was part of the Democratic debate. What do you think about Kiss taking off the makeup? Well, well frankly, no. well, frankly, I'm a Peter Chris fan. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I remember it. Uh, you know, in Benny Cusano taking his makeup off, and the funny thing is, Paul shits on poor Vinny all the time about. Look at him. He looks so strange. We had to put a wig on him on the Lick It Up album because he looked so moronic, like strange and and goofy. Dude, if you look at that, if you look at that album cover, it almost looks like Vinny's like photoshopped into that group shot. <laughs> like it, it's, it's, the whole thing's just weird. Yeah, it's weird. And um, you know, talking about the makeup coming off, Paul's on record as saying that he wanted to take the makeup off for, for creatures. Yeah. And it was and there was real resistance for obvious reasons by Gene because like again Gene's was Gene was the demon without that makeup he's just fucking big B Arthur yeah <laughs> cold <Cold-y> girl <laughs> thank you for being a friend <laughs> exactly um so. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Vinny becomes a mess. Yep. And starts suing and starts complaining and uh, says that Kiss forged his signatures. Oh, my God. Between the 15,000 lawsuits. So he's gone. They yep. boot his ass out. Yep. Because he never signed the contract to get in. I don't know what the story is over there. So in comes another uh, uh, thrasher, right? Yeah. In comes Mark Norton, rest another rest in peace. Mark St. John, he, he played under. And, yeah, like we talked about during in the 1984. Animal Eye. 1984. Yeah. One I'm year. Sorry. 
Yep, one year, yeah, 1984. And like we talked about during the Animal Eyes episode, um, you know, in retrospect, was it really a good decision? But in 84, that's what people were doing, you know. Mm-hmm. They were doing that shredding, that up and down the fretboard, you know, kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I think Kiss was just trying to survive. They weren't thinking yeah. long term. Does it fit our sound? What do we? They don't have that like where they can do that now. They don't have. They weren't established right then. They were still, you know, they're about to disband. They were going through a hard time. They went through that awful period after, um, uh, after Dynasty, and they were hanging on by a thread. Yeah, so I don't think they were thinking about oh, in five years. I mean, is this the guitarist we want? They just needed somebody now. Yeah. And they, I think, hastily hired the poor guy. And I mean, look know I mean, what happened to him. I mean, Lick It Up was a huge bounce back for them. I think people were intrigued with, with the no makeup. And I think people were like, holy shit, this album's pretty heavy. You know, it's 1983. So this is a pretty awesome hard rock album. You know, and then 84, Animal Eyes comes around, and it was a little bit more MTV friendly, especially with the Heavens on Fire video and mm-hmm. their appearance. Um, you know, it was it was a perfect thing. Mark St. John, whatever. I mean, for, at the time, he was fine for them, you know. Yeah, he only made it for one album because right. we talked about it. He had the syndrome, the arthritis syndrome on his arm, yep. his hand. And so he uh, kind of had to ride the pine, and they brought in Bruce Kulick to kind of help them out with the tour. And then all of a sudden, Bruce kind of gave him the Heisman. Yeah. And out goes Mark St. John. In comes Bruce Kulick. So now we're looking at Paul, Gene, Eric Carr, and Bruce Kulick, a lineup that will stay from 1984 to 1991. If you think about that, right, that's about the same time, amount of time, this lineup as the original lineup. Yeah. Seven years. Yep. And this was when Kiss really kind of really took advantage of the MTV and the 80s, you know, hair metal kind of, you know, me, you know, pop metal kind of stuff. You know, they put out Asylum, Crazy Nights, a couple of those original tracks on Smashes, Thrashes and Hits, um, you know, Hot in the Shade. Like yep. that, that, that was a really that, that was a strong time. For Kiss, I think that's a yeah. I like that era, but yeah. that's something that you can sit there and go. That era, I can pick it out. Those albums, they're all very similar. That's the Kiss sound from the eighties. Yep, yep, right. Yeah. And Versus, I think, that, I think Animal Eyes was a little in between. A, Lick it up, and then the Asylum era. Right, but well, I mean, that's the thing. You got to think like for the first time they had some consistency because you know before you had you know you had three straight albums with three straight, three different guitarists, you know? Yeah. With creatures, with with, with lick it up with animal. And now you got in Bruce. I mean, what a difference between Vinny and Mark St. John, a real down to earth, classic rock guitarist. You know, have you ever heard any bad words said about Bruce Kulik? Probably regarded as one of the overall nicest guys in the business, you know? Yeah, and then and no one really complains about his playing. No one's like, "Oh, he sucks." Nope. No one says, "Oh my God, he's he's unbelievable." But good guitarist does the job. Never had a problem with him on tour. Got along with everybody. Still gets along with everybody. Yep, he's extremely steady. I mean, some of his solos, especially later on on Hot in the Shade, and especially Revenge. Oh. God, he blows the roof off on Revenge. Yeah, that's you know? that, that lineup is pretty consistent. Yeah, 
And so unfortunately, 96, now you're starting to talk about why they had to replace Eric Carr. Yep. And so as we know, he had cancer and he passed away, sadly. And um, in comes the other Eric, Eric Singer. Yeah. So you got Gene, Paul, Bruce, and Eric. um, And, you know, what would you say, 92, 96? So they came out right after uh, Hot Machine. They were 2001 through basically 2002. Yes. uh, no, no, no. I, no, I, no, I no. It, what am I? I'm, I'm, I'm skipping ahead. They came out 92, right? Yeah, 92 to 96. Yep. Four years. Yep. And um, four albums. Four. I've got Revenge. Alive 3. Oh, yeah. Unplugged. Unplugged and uh, Carnival of Shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's not that bad. That's not that bad. But that's that's an error right there. Um. You know, again, I keep we keep saying God rest his soul. All these people are dying here, but you know, with with Eric Carr, I mean, Eric Singer comes in. I mean, I, I you know, I don't want to give anything away, but I think that band was on. They 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 hit the fucking groove right there. I think with, that's a harder sound. The Revenge Alive Three Carnival of Souls Unplugged. It's a harder, more classic sound than the um, than the uh, same three with Eric Carr. Yeah, it's not it's not a glammy sound. It's just a thick, hard rock, classic, heavy sound, mm-hmm. and you can see that with those albums. I mean, you know, Carnival of Souls, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you go listen to a live three. I mean, no, that, that you go listen. Yeah. To live. I mean, that album sounds heavy as shit. You know, yeah. just real heavy. Um, no, so that's ninety two to ninety uh, ninety six, really. Yeah, and that's and again more you know Im- Im- more image conscious there. You know, that's when, you know, Gene had the, the, the goatee, the long, scraggly hair. Grunge was coming in. They yeah. weren't wearing the bright, fluorescent, gr- uh, orange, nope. green, and pink all, Paul Stanley was, stuff. All of a sudden, they went back to black. Yep. Yeah, like you right? look at that you, you look at that back cover of Revenge, all the, the black coats, the black leather coats, the, everything's black. Gene yep. looked like probably the most menacing. Bombers, the long bombers. Yep. Gene looked probably the most menacing they looked in a long time. He had all the jewelry back on, the silver and the skulls and jewelry yep. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and of course, that's when they did our favorite. What was our favorite? Extreme close-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. And then they decided to do Unplugged. Hence comes back. Oh, back to the originals. Yep. 96 through 2001, we got Paul, Gene, Ace, and Peter. Peter! Like he says in rock and roll all night on the Unplugged. The unplugged. Peter! Yeah. Now, so... Let's go. Yeah. Now, I, now, before this reunion tour happened, so this obviously all came as a result of the MTV Unplugged, the KISS conventions, which I was a part of. Um, right. I went to that one in 95. Little did I know what was going to happen. Um, yeah. But it was funny because back then, you know, 95, 96, you know, there's no internet. But so it was amazing how news traveled. Like you'd actually have to like read a magazine or newspaper to see like, oh, you know, there's rumors there might be a reunion. Everyone's like, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden you see fucking Tupac come out <laughs> at the Grammys and introduce Kiss. And everyone's like, what, what, what the hell? What? You remember that? I do. 
I do. It's very awkward. But yeah, that was weird. Damn. Yeah. Damn. And, then, and, and then this whole lineup thing was weird because, so, you know, the that that lineup with Eric and Bruce and Paul and Gene, they had already recorded Carnival of Souls. So then the reunion comes out. They were going to put the that Carnival of Souls on hold, but then it started leaking. So then they put it out anyways. Remember yep. that whole weird, the, 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 yeah. another, another weird timeline. Bootleg, yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it was considered a bootleg back then, and yeah. they just released it. Yep. And um, yeah, no, no, and then uh, the the original foursome were back, and I, I mean, how happy were all of us? Oh yeah, we went to a couple shows. Oh yeah. Yep. It was just unbelievable. It was just a great time. The original Kisses back. They were back. That's when really. Paul and Gene really made out like bandits financially. Oh yeah, well that they was the bet. Th- they bet on it. Yep, and they yeah, and I mean looking back, it's like, you know, and I think like you said, I think that's that kind of is that was the that was the big thing, you know, the makeup back on, you know, all the nostalgia, all the all the the fireworks and all the the pyro and everything. And I think that was the thing that kind of blew people's heads off at that time, you know. Yeah. And then they never, then they never took that, that. That was it. They never took the makeup back off ever again. Yep, the makeup you know? went on, and never went off again. Yep. And this is when you, basically what you end up happening afterwards is the next few lineups are really the same people just popping in and out. Yep. So after that, the first one to kind of leave the original foursome again, you're looking at 2001, was Peter. He left. Eric Singer comes in wearing Kiss makeup. And this... Funny how Ace didn't have a problem with that then. Yeah. Right. And so this was the first time that fans were like, whoa, what the fuck is this? Somebody else is wearing... Everyone else is wearing... They're like, yeah. Somebody else... This was was when it became clear that it was going to be the four characters of the demon the star child the spaceman the catman because everyone's like wait a minute who's the guy wearing peter's makeup if it's not peter but we didn't care that much because it was eric singer who had been in kiss it wasn't just some guy they got off the street to be and it's a guy that was in kiss i don't think we we were like okay and the fact of the matter is ace i don't remember eddie trunk saying shit about it then none of them did they didn't care stewart stewart um, yeah, I, go ahead. I, it, it, I don't care either, but it is interesting. And I, I wonder, <clears throat> and I think, I think it's because of the reunion and I think it's because of the nostalgia. They had to keep those four faces, you know, yeah. they, they weren't, they weren't going to give Eric Singer his own makeup. Like, because now, now they were strictly operating off of kind of like a nostalgia act. Yeah. You know? They came back as the original four. Right. Now let's say if Eric Carr was still in the band. I think Eric Carr would have probably put on the Fox makeup. But yeah. once you come back with the original four and reinvest all your merchandise into those original four, yep. you're not going to take it off now and create a fifth one exactly. again. Exactly. No way. You don't right. do that. Yep. And since Ace didn't have a problem with Eric uh, Singer doing that, why would they have a problem if Ace leaves? Well, guess what, buddy? Guess what? Eric. Th- uh, yeah. No, the next one would be uh, 2002. 2002. Tommy Thayer, Eric Singer, Paul, and Gene. Yep. That's Kiss. And they're all, it's what is the current Kiss. But they, for one year, 
the current Kiss was together. The other two guys were wearing the makeup. Yep. And that's when it became clear. Again, if it, if it wasn't clear with Eric Singer wearing the Catman, once Ace leaves and Tommy comes and puts the Spaceman on, that's how you knew what Paul and Gene's plans were. Yeah. That, you know, we're moving forward with these four identities. And um, I think they, they were tired of the bullshit. Yep. And I think they called their bluff. Like, oh, you can't go on without us. If you can't, you guys are making all this money. You need us. You know what? We don't need you. We don't need the bullshit. We don't need all the all the harassment and all the stuff. I don't need to worry if you're going to show up to the concert, whether you're shit-faced or not. I don't need to worry about you're going to bitch about this, this, and that. I don't need to hear you re renegotiate your contract every other concert. So yep. guess what? Get out. Yep. We'll get this guy to do it. So yep. in comes Tommy. Yep. Then for a little bit, yep. in 2003. This is when shit got weird. <laughs> Peter comes back. Yep. They record a live for the symphony yep. in Australia. And they so, also, and they wait. also, oh, sorry, go ahead. Peter's now in makeup and Tommy's in, uh, in Ace's makeup. Yep. Does Peter make a big stink about it? No, because he, he was getting paid. He didn't give a shit. Exactly. He wasn't on this moral high ground that those are imposters. Right. Was anybody saying that shit? No, and, no one cared. And this is when, or even back, this is when Peter, Ace, Tommy, whoever, this is when they became like con- like contractual members of the band. Yeah. You know, they signed contracts, you know, because it, it was clearly, you know, Ace, excuse me, it was clearly Paul and Gene's band. Now, don't forget, now yeah, this is interesting. Back in 96, those guys are still contract. They weren't part of KISS. No, right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. But this is interesting. So this 2003 lineup of Paul, Gene, Peter, and Tommy, we saw them on that double bill with Aerosmith. Yes, we did. Remember that? Yep. 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 And then we get to the final lineup, lineup 11, the current KISS lineup, Paul, Gene, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, 2004 through present day, 2019. Yep. That's what we got. That's where that's, our, that's the half a cover band, remember? No, oh, yeah. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if anybody's been yelling at the Who that they're half a cover band the last 20 years. Yeah, I know, huh? Right? Yeah. Oh, no, you don't right. care. No, no, no. It's only when uh Stewart's friends doesn't get in there and they start complaining. But they weren't complaining when they were replacing the other members. Yeah. But when they got replaced, all of a sudden, yeah, they're imposters. In my in my outfit. Oh. Now, you, now you know why? Because back then, fucking Twitter didn't exist. Twitter gives every asshole a voice to bitch about everything now. You know? Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. The only spaceman. Yeah. Shut up. It's ridiculous. Yes. We yep. all would love it to be the old four. Never broke up. Never got, you know, never had problems. But that's not reality. Right. So, right. So that's it. Those are the 11 KISS lineups. Oh, and also to add, that last lineup um, did Sonic Boom and Monster. Yeah. Now, Zeus, now you got, you got, you, you have some stats you said on length of uh, membership, yeah. length, length yeah, yeah. of service. So, you know, by my calculation, shoot me if I'm off. But my calculation, Paul and Gene, KISS 45 years, right? Yep. Which is awesome. But then if you, you know, 
if you're not a big Kiss fan, but a fan, you would most wouldn't realize this. The next longest tenured Kiss member is Eric Singer. Yep. 21 years. It's amazing. Then, to the dismay of many, <laughs> the longest next member is Tommy Thayer. 17 years. Yep. Think about it. Ace left in 2002. It is now 2019. Yep. He's been in Kiss since then. That's crazy. He's paid his dues. Lay the fuck off the guy. He he makes Paul and Gene's life easier so they can tour and do more stuff. You think they'd be touring and doing all this stuff if Ace was still there giving them headaches? Hell no. Hell no. Fuck with your shit? Hell no. Exactly. Right? Yep. Those are the top four. The next four. Ace comes in with a clocking in about 15 years. Yep. Then my calculation has Peter next at 13. Okay. Then, very close, Bruce, 12. Eric Carr, 11. And then you got Vinny with two and Mark St. John with one. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing, those, you know. You know, I those think, are the ten members. You know, I think Paul said it well, and I I can't remember the question that prompted this response. But he said, you know, sometimes with our with some of our fans, we're constantly chasing history. Meaning, Eric Singer's been in the band twenty one years. Tommy Thay has been in the band seventeen years longer than mm-hmm. Ace and Peter. Okay, but because that that super historical era is what is what captured everybody's imagination as kiss fans, you know, and, and the fact that they're wearing the makeup, you know, fuck. But I get it though. If you think about it, right. Yeah. Don't, doesn't journey have that Asian, Asian Steve Perry play for yeah. them. Yeah. He's probably been in journey longer than Steve Perry. Now <laughs> you might be but right. You're not going to say that he's journey, right? Correct. Correct. Because anything classic, I don't give a fuck what Neil Sean says. It was during Steve Perry's era. But that's None also, of that fucking jazz fucking jam all, shit they used to do before Steve Perry. Right, but that's also different. You're talking about the lead singer. You're talking about the iconic no, but the I'm still saying, like, that guy can be in the band and say, yeah, I've been singing the songs, busting my ass for the last 12, 15 years. Steve Perry was in the band for eight years. Right, yeah. But- and they broke all the records back then. Right, but the reason people are going to see Journey live is to hear the songs that Steve Perry made famous. Right, yeah. you know, right, right. But most of the people kiss, you're thinking of the songs circa up to 1978. Right, exactly. Well, you, you know, look at, well, you look, more you look. people, the bigger fans know the other stuff, the I Love It Louds and stuff that came down after Hot, um, Heaven's on Fire, Lick It Up, and other stuff that we like. But, you know, Love Gun, I Stole Your Love, uh, Harder Than Hell, all that stuff, that's the original four stuff that people remember. No, you're right. So, and 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 Paul sometimes, you know, he he kind of digs his own grave when he when he starts to lament about, oh, you know, chasing history or blah blah. Well, okay, but look at your set list for your end of the road tour. It's almost all classic era Kiss songs. I mean, you you, you have one. The original four did shout it out loud. Right. The last four just did eat your heart out. Right. What the fuck do you think? There's one. No, 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 no. I, I know, I know. I, I understand. I know what you're saying. I get, I get it. I get it. I get it. Believe me, I get it. Now, so th- this is interesting too. So on our Twitter page, 
there's still some time left on the poll, but I just kind of wanted to read the results right. now. We're, we're recording on, what is it, Thursday the 21st. So Twitter allows you, when you do a poll, to do four options. So I, I didn't include the I, – I, what's that? Which sucks. We should have way more than that. Yeah. So I, I didn't include the classic lineup in the options. So I, I included these four lineups. And to me, these results are pretty interesting. So I included Paul Jean, Vinnie Vincent, Eric Carr. Paul Jean Bruce and Eric Carr. Paul Jean Bruce and Eric Singer. Yeah. And then the current lineup of Paul Jean, Tommy, and Eric Singer. Mm-hmm. What do you think out of those four has the most votes? You mean Tommy and Eric Singer? What did I say? I thought you said Bruce. I'm sorry. So I got so Paul Jean, Tommy, and Eric, the current lineup. Yeah. Paul Jean Bruce and Eric Singer, the revenge lineup. Paul Jean Bruce and Eric Carr, the eighties lineup. Mm-hmm. And then Paul Jean, Vinnie Vincent, and Eric Carr. Those four. Yeah. Um, I would guess that the Eric Carr, Bruce one. You're right. The, the, the 80s, Bruce and Eric got 34% of the votes. See, I think there's still a lot of people that don't like Eric Singer because he does what he does. So they'll Eric Carr never got the, the bad taint of putting on someone else's makeup. So if they had their choice, they'll say, oh, a non-makeup, at least they were authentic. Because that's, that, what, that's what Stuart will say. Unfortunately, I think you're right, which yeah. is fucking ridiculous beyond belief. Yeah. Um, which leads me to my next thing. I don't think it's a coincidence that the current lineup is last in this poll out of the, out of the four options. Yeah. And, you're, and, you're, and you're probably right. It's because of Tommy wearing Ace's makeup and Eric yeah. wearing Peter's makeup. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, but it's all close, right? It's yeah, close. yeah. Well, so so as of right now, they're all twenty like percent. Um, what's the lowest percentage? So as of right now, there's fifty votes. Okay, so whatever. So that '80s era lineup gets thirty four percent of the vote. Yeah. Okay, then the revenge lineup is mm-hmm. gets twenty four percent of the vote. Mm-hmm. The Vinnie Vincent gets twenty two percent, and then the current lineup right now gets twenty percent. Gotcha. Yeah. So it, yep. it, it's it's pretty interesting, but I think I think you know, I think it's also probably because that Bruce and Eric Carr lineup, th- they were together for a while. They put out some iconic '80s albums, and a lot yeah. of people, and I think a lot of people, I think for me and for you, I think history is being really kind to those '80s era Kiss albums. We love them, you know. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, you know, we have eleven lineups. Obviously, we know what number one is. <clears throat> yep, for both of us. Yep. Let's start reverse. Okay. What's your least fa- uh, least favorite Kiss lineup? Well, if we're gonna play by the rules here, this is. Tough. What's your number eleven? I know. Look, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I I don't even really remember those late. Those two thousands lineups when like when it was Tommy and then Peter and then Ace and then Eric like those are weird. All right, I'll, I'll 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 help get it started. Okay, my number eleventh uh, lineup. Yep. So the way I look at it is if that lineup came and I had my choice to watch any of these lineups come tour, yeah, which would I like to see the least? Yep. My eleventh lineup is Paul Jean, Eric Carr, Mark St. John. Me too. Correct. Yep. And, okay. and I think that, and I think that would be anybody's. All right, then my number 10 for me, least favorite, 
yep. is the 2002 Paul Jean, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer kiss. That's because those guys... See, I, I don't even remember that, really, honestly. The reason why I do it is because those guys just started putting on the makeup okay. for their first tour. Okay. And I bet you they didn't have, like, any confidence. Okay. Right? And I'm there like, I, oh, and I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, I would probably do that same ranking. So right now we're, right now we're, we're the same. Okay. You so go ahead. Then, number... Go ahead. Um, go ahead. Shoot. Number nine, <laughs> least favorite... Um, is the current lineup. Wow. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. That's my ninth. What's Damn. yours? <clears throat> well, uh, again, I, I don't remember like this Ace and Eric Singer or this Tommy and Peter. So, so I, I, I'm just going to put that in there. I'm going to, I'm going to put the, I'm going to put the lineup that had Tommy and, 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 and Peter. Tommy and Peter. Okay. Yep. So the 03. So that's number nine. Yep. Number eight. Um, <laughs> and mind you, even the Paul, Gene, Eric Carr, Mark St. John, number 11. Yep. I would hop through fences, go swim through a river, and do anything to go see that tour. I would still go nuts. So just because it's 11th. Yeah. I mean, I would still would love to see that. So of course, it was animal. All right. So number eight, I have Paul, Gene, Eric Carr, and Vinny. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Holy shit! Well, mm-hmm. we said this earlier that we have differing opinions for sure. Yep. Fuck that! Wow. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of get the two idiots in two different makeups and. I'm going to put no, these up. I'm, I'm, I'm listen I'm, to fucking Vinny do those solos and concerts. Have you seen any of those YouTube clips? Those Holy sh- shit. Shut the fuck up. Uh, and those shoes and that, <laughs> and that dress. That was just awful. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to listen to that shit. All right. I'm going to get so all these half ass. I'm going to get all these half ass. Go ahead. Shoot. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> I'm going to get all these half ass lineups out of the way. Okay. So I'm going to, I get Gene Paul. Ace and Eric Singer. I don't even fucking remember that lineup, so get out of here with that. Okay. Go ahead. So you did the Peter one and then the Ace one. Yep. The opposite. Okay. Yep. And then, after the Vinny, number seven, I have Paul, Gene, Ace, and Eric Singer in makeup. Okay. All right. What's your seven? Oh, boy. Wait. This is tough. Oh, wait. Shit, I feel bad saying this. I gotta go current lineup. Okay, don't feel bad. I know. We're still going crazy to go see it. What do we care? Okay. All right. right. (laughs) Plugger. Um where where the fuck did I put I think I did something ace. Eric Singer, I think it was seven. So we're up to number six. And that is Paul, Gene, Peter, and Tommy Thayer for me. Okay. okay. All right. Interesting note. I like that better than Ace being with Tom, uh, Ace being with Eric Singer. I'd rather ha- see Peter play with Tommy. And we did see that. We did. See, yeah, you're right. Right. You're right. Because yep. I like Peter singing a few songs. I don't. I like Peter's songs better than I like Ace's songs. Yeah. And and no offense. I think Tommy can do a better Ace than Ace can do Ace. 
right? Uh, I can't notice the drum difference in a Kiss concert. I don't. But I can notice the guitar playing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Point, you, I'm you talking can... 2002 Ace Fraley. Yeah. I'm not talking about 1978 Ace Fraley. No, you're right. You're right. So you're right. me, I'd rather see Peter play with Kiss than Ace. That's my opinion. That's why I had it at my number six. Who's your six? Okay. I got Gene, Paul, Eric Carr, and Vinny. I was okay. actually gonna I was actually gonna put them a little higher because I actually I know Vinny is a nut, but for some I just liked I really liked when he had his makeup on and then when they took it off and with that lick it up. I know it was a very short lived era, but I I, I, I I liked it a lot. Yeah, I, I mean also I, I like that thought because I, I think they would do some great music. Yeah. Great albums. Yeah. Yep. Not all about their concerts, but the album I bet you would rock. Yep. So yeah, maybe I should have had them a little higher. No, that's um, okay. Go ahead. So, number five, top five. Yep. The classic 80s Kiss lineup, Paul, Gene, Eric, and Bruce. Eric Carr and Bruce. Okay. So, the one, so that was the 84 to 91, like the 80s one. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, I think, I actually, you know, we're on the same page. I'm, I, I agree with you there. That's my, that's my five pick also. Yep. And then my four is Eric Singer. I, I know I, I feel bad saying this. I prefer the kiss with Bruce and Eric Singer more than the kiss with Bruce and Eric Carr. Oh, I have more to say about that in a minute. Yep. Okay, so that's my number four. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Your four. My next one is... This is four for you. Yeah. See, this is kind of cheating because it's the same. Go so ahead. I'm going to put I'm gonna put the original reunion lineup here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This 96. is 96 re kiss, not yeah. 76. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So then I'm going top, to three. Top three. Yep. Yep. This is top I go Paul, Gene, Ace, and Eric Carr. That's your number three? Because, yeah, because they got the makeup. You know, they released Elder Killers and Creatures. Good albums. Yeah. All, all, there's still makeup involved, still kind of original. I'll take that. Okay. Well, that's my three. Well, we agree on number three, and we 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 know that we agree on number one. So now that now it's going to be interesting to see who our number twos are. Although process well, it's of, pretty easy. My my number two is the '96 through 2001 reunion kiss. I paid oh, to see that. That's, that's cheating. That's not cheating. That's that's, cheating. It is what it is. I'd rather see that lineup. Okay. Older, decrepit kiss is still with original four guys. Yeah, I'll take that. All right, and so I know you're number two now. Yeah, it's the revenge. It's, era. it's the revenge era lineup. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Okay. All right. Uh, I I, I don't I don't know if this is going to be a hot take or not. Might not be. Okay. Other than Ace, because Ace is iconic. Yeah. Bruce is the best. Other than Ace, the best guitarist to be in Kiss. Other than Ace. I think his ability to do a solo without sounding crazy. I think his ability to carry a to carry a song with a cut with a riff. I love his style, and he showed so much so much variety from Asylum all the way through to you know Revenge. <laughs> I, just, I just love his style. And a hotter take is that Eric Singer is the best drummer the Kiss has ever had. I wouldn't take him over Peter Chris because I like Peter singing. 
Well, um, I wouldn't. Well, here's the thing. And when I say the best, okay, I mean the Buffalo Eric, Wings are Eric, the best. <laughs> Eric could not have been the drummer. <laughs> I can't believe you just fucking pulled that out. <laughs> so we're recording on Skype right now. If you could see Zeus right now, he's like choking on his own laughter right now. So just so stupid. I know. I don't know why I keep bringing these stupid things up. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I don't think Peter was the drummer that Kiss needed in that classic era. Like, mm-hmm. like you, like you listen, you listen to those songs. Eric Singer is a like a hard rock slash metal drummer. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he played with. Look at all the bands he played with. You know. Yeah. Um, we've seen him. We, we we've we've seen him play before. He he's he's un he's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And, and that Revenge album just alone. I just, I just I love that lineup. I thought that was the tightest that they've ever sounded. They sound great now. Don't get me wrong; they sound great now. But I just I love I just love Eric Singer. He's he's just like my kind of drummer. I always have a thing yeah. for drummers, and I love him. And you know what? When you read all the books too, yeah. And it's not that shitting on Eric Carr. It seemed just like he he was in the band. They liked him. He was a good guy. Yeah. But they didn't seem like they were like best of friends with him. He sounded like he was very insecure. You're talking Eric Carr. Yeah, he yeah. was very insecure, and I think he didn't know where his place was, and he was always, you know, where's my place in Kiss and things like that. And I think that whereas Eric Singer is just in Kiss and he's fine, and they're well, happy with him. He's he he. It, they don't have to. Well, here's the thing: bring his spirits up. Well, here's the thing: but and I think he, that helps because I think the band is happier and they just make music. There's no drama with Eric Singer. Okay. Eric Carr came in, like like we said earlier when we were talking about, he came in, he was replacing the most iconic drummer in rock, in Peter Chris. Okay, he was doing it at a time. I when, know we say that, but people, you know, other people would be like, are you shitting me? What, no, what, no, what I mean by iconic, I don't mean best. I mean, yeah. like, you know, famous and noticeable, etc. Yeah, because John Bonham didn't get replaced. Of he course. get replaced. They died. No, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 Eric Carr. So he he was replacing Peter. He was joining when the band was in complete turmoil. So it was a, it was an uncertain time for him. Eric Singer played with Black Sabbath. Played with Alice Cooper. Played with Lita Ford. It was in he Badlands. Came, yeah, right. Badlands. He came into Kiss. He's like, yeah, whatever. Kiss. I'll fucking play and whatever he just you want. Said toured with Paul Stanley on his solo tour. Right. So he came in. He came in cocky as and not not in a bad way. He's like. Dude, I'm fucking Eric Singer. I can play this shit easy. Just give me a set of sticks and I'll go to town. Yeah. And I just think he had a I just think he fits better with them. Absolutely. Right? Now and, here's go ahead. Sorry. No, yeah. no. Here's my thing with Tommy Thayer. And I and, and I know that I and I really don't have this is kind of like an unfounded opinion. I feel like as talented as Tommy Thayer is, and he certainly is, I feel like He's like a puppet to Paul and G. I feel like he just oh, he does. Is. Okay. So uh, I feel like he just does. I feel like they tell him to jump and he says how high. Yeah. Where I, where, where, where I feel like Eric Singer would be like, I'm not doing that. Well, why don't we do this instead? Yeah. I feel like Tommy Thayer would never do that. The, the thing is, I know we were talking about guitar playing. I, I like Bruce. I mean, Ace is the most, is the best guitarist they Absolutely. have. Okay. Absolutely. But I'm wondering, I mean, Vinny's probably maybe the most talented, but right. whatever. 
doesn't mean he, he did the best music. Right. Um, but there are solos that in the last two albums, I know you don't think so, but there are solos that like, to me, there's more f- passion and feeling in those solos. I mean, I can listen to the solo that he, that he does in modern day Delilah. I it's think aw- that's awesome. It's awesome. I Even agree. the outro in stand, I know you hate that song, but he just goes down and, and you can tell he, like, you know, there's, he's playing and there's, there's a feeling with it that moves you. I love those songs. I love his solos and you're right. But you know, Bruce just was natural. He's a good guy. Everybody likes him. So, you know, would I probably take him? It'd probably be easier. And you know, the reason why I'd probably take him over, over, um, of Tommy. It's just so people would just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Cause they all hate Tommy. I mean, don't get me wrong. T- Tommy's extremely talented. I mean, you listen to some, even even on Monster, which I think is a garbage album. Album. Yeah. Uh, Tommy sounds amazing. I guess. I guess what and I'm he referring. Can sing. He's got good. I, I think his songs are pretty good. I will say that you actually you are 100 percent correct. I think when lightning strikes on Sonic Boom is actually not that bad of a song. Yeah, neither is the other one either. Out of this world, I think yeah, it is. Yeah, I know they're too too much Ace stuff and right. spacemanship, but right, right. they're good songs. But, but I, I will also tell you this, and I know we disagree on this. I like that song, I Walk Alone. I think that's one of my favorite songs on Carnival of Souls. I don't think that's a terrible song. I think it's just, it's it's not a very Kiss song, but I think it's a good song. But you got to wonder, why did they let him sing on, why didn't he have, why didn't Bruce Kulick get a chance to sing on Revenge. He can sing. He's got a voice. Because you back know? then, the, I don't think he fought for it versus, right. well, he fought to probably get Carnival Souls done. Yeah. And he was doing a lot of that work for it. And he's like, hey, I got a song too. And you're like, all yeah. right, go ahead. I don't know. I feel like just real quick, just to finish up. So I think my comment that I made about Tommy, you know, being like a puppet, quote unquote, I feel like I'm more referring to when they're performing live. Like when they're doing a song like Cold Gin, mm-hmm. like it's almost like, you have to play ace. Yeah. Not, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'd rather him play ace. I don't want him playing cold gin via Vinnie Vincent style. I know. I know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's a pretty good, um, YouTube clip. Have you ever seen it of all the kiss guitarists? I think it's of love gun. And it's a clip and you can hear all like five different guitars playing love gun. No, I haven't seen it. No, it's awesome. Okay. The Vinnie Vincent one is like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Like, like, Tommy's is the closest to the natural song. I think he falls in automotive. You're right. He's just like a hired session guy. Do this, get this, and he's there on time, and he gets everybody else. Hey, Tommy, I need you to make sure we have our wake-up call. Yeah, I'll call downstairs. Yep. I just think he does what he's doing. and, and, And let's be honest. Can you blame him? You're in fucking kiss, dude. Wouldn't you do what, what you're asked to do? Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? Because he remembers what it was like being in black and blue. <laughs> I have a buddy that always reminds me that at one point I was like at, I think it was Strawberries. And I'm like, yes. do, I get, do I get this album? It was Guns N' Roses' um, Appetite. Yep. And, and it was a black and blue album. Like, ah, all right, I'm going to go with this Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Good choice. Yeah, you think? <laughs> Oh, and the man. rest is history. Exactly. Um, so yeah, uh, I think it's it's really interesting. We, I mean, 
honestly, I, I think this is a great way of looking at it and then realizing there's so many different versions of Kiss and they're yeah. all really good. Yep. And what is the common theme as to why they're really good? It's because Paul and Gene was in it. Absolutely. Could you imagine what Kiss would sound like if for a couple years and a couple albums Gene left or Paul left? Yeah. If Paul left. Oh, you mean Paul's the, Paul's the only We're going to put a song A will be Lita. Song <laughs> B will be uh friggin' uh Love is a Deadly Weapon. Oh. Yeah. I mean Paul, Paul's Paul's the reason Kiss is still here. Yeah. You know, we know that. Um, I mean, that's the common theme, and that's why we love all these versions of it. Yep. Because yep. still, Paul's the musical director, and Gene has some great ideas as well. A- absolutely, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. So, and I think yeah. that's that's kind of like a little summary tip in the iceberg. I mean, we could do a six-hour podcast on the evolution of the band, but we're not going to do that. Um, so that just kind of tip in the iceberg of of of. You know, all those different eras, what we love and why we love them. You know, the changes that we've seen as fans, you know. Yeah, and I think it's pretty obvious that we obviously want the original four. But it's interesting if we had our second pick, I would take Paul, Gene, Ace, and Eric in makeup. And you would take Revenge Era. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I mean, we agree to disagree, right? I mean, you listen to that. I mean, you you listen to Revenge now. I mean, some of the songs aren't my favorite, but just the sound of the band is just yeah. ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous. I mean, go listen to Unholy. You listen to Eric's drum and Bruce's solo. Paralyzed. Oh, yeah. Love that. It's, it's insane. Yeah. It's ex- excellent stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Um, So that wraps up another episode. Right? Well, not yet. Not yet. We still have some things to do, some questions. Yeah, questions. Um, let me read you the first one. You Let me go first this time. Well, this isn't a question. This is us getting bludgeoned right now. <laughs> so we like to try different platforms. So this one was from YouTube, Brian Harris, who's been a fan for a while, and we've been talking with him. <laughs> he, he commented it on our last episode that we put the video basically of of this episode on YouTube which is basically a picture of our logo in the in uh, in the vocal our conversation of the podcast and um you know which was the smashes thrashes and in sh- shit episode listening the last few um worst kiss songs in our opinion so he goes on to say not done listening yet but you rat bastards the hate for Shandy, and he puts in quotes, <laughs> my dog is named after this song. And Eric Singer songs. So I like the fact that he got one for me, the Shandy, in yep. the Eric Singer songs. That's you. Yep. It, you should be hogtied, ball gagged, eye tooth, eye, eyes toothpicked wide open and forced to watch and listen to every episode of Eddie Trunk over <laughs> and over again. LOL. <laughs> Next, he puts, how was Let's Put the X in Sex, both of your number one worst? I think he's trying to say, how was it not? Dumbest, lamest lyrics they've ever written. My love is like a muscle, and you make me want to flex. What the fuck? (laughs) Listen, (laughs) it's not in there because it's a fucking awesome song. It's a typical 80s Paul Stanley awesome song. Great riff, cheesy 
sexual innuendo songs, and the oh. video is hilarious. And and I had a good time the other day driving my son to school when it came on on Kiss Army Radio. And he's 14, and he's like, what the fuck? Well, he didn't say that. Probably not to me. He probably said it to his friend. He's like, yeah, my dad just drove him to school. Fucking let's put the X in sex. And Paul's like, then I saw those black lace panties, and I knew that it was you. <laughs> Uh, so that's good stuff. We like. Yeah. We, oh yeah. And plus, you know, I love because I'm curious if he got the rat bastards from the old red tapes. You dirty rotten rat dirty bastard! Rat bastard. Get your belly open and show you all the black <laughs> shit inside. Hello? Yeah. Hello? Are you? <laughs> I, I think somebody called him looking for a how Jalika kick. <laughs> how Jalika kick. Uh, but see, but that, but that's what we love. We love, we love getting interaction from our, from our listeners. It's fun, you know, whether it's a, you know, something fun like that from Brian, or uh, you know, questions and stuff. So I got one question. Uh, this is from Larry from Facebook. Larry. Um, pretty good question for the two of us. When you're not listening to Kiss, what do you usually listen to? Like, if you know, when you're in your car. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. So, shoot. All right. Shoot. So, Zeus and I, you know, I have over six thousand songs on my uh, my i you know my iPhone, my Apple Music. <clears throat> I listen to everything, like literally everything. I would say it depends on my mood, and I can honestly say that um, I love eighties hard rock. You know. Primarily the hair metal stuff, you know, bands like Tesla, Rat, Dawkin. Um, other than Kiss, my favorite bands are Metallica, Rush, Zeppelin. Um, huge fan of the 90s grunge stuff, you know, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden. Um, Foo Fighters, one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, I like some newer, some of the newer rock. Like on the ride home today, I was listening to a band, Shinedown. I'm a big fan of them. I don't listen to too much new music. Um, and, then my, and then my guilty pleasure, my guilty pleasure is when I'm in the mood, sometimes I, sometimes I listen to this when I'm, uh, you know, when I'm running or something. And I think Zeus just dropped it on. What did you say? Britney Spears. Saw her in concert last year. Oh, top, top, so top, top five concert I've ever seen in my life. I, Went with my wife and it was amazing. And if you didn't hear what Zeus said, oh he God. said Britney Spears. Not afraid to admit it. Oh my god! All right. So, what's your guilty pleasure? Is that it? That's it. Although I'm not. Oh, oh yeah, but but long story short, I listen to everything. I mean, I have I, you know. No, I'm, what I'm saying is, did I guess your guilty pleasure correct, Britney yeah. Spears? And okay. and honestly, and like honestly, like dance music in general. I'm not afraid to. I'm not afraid. But so then I'm a dancer. But then I'll go and listen to like I, I love like stuff like Elton John, Billy Joel, like regular classic rock stuff. So it depends on my mood and. Old really good dancers and old school hip hop. Oh, that's right. You are into that stuff. NWA, Public Enemy, <laughs> Public Enema. What's a Public Enema? So to answer your question, I'll listen to anything. Doesn't matter. Wow. So how many songs do you have on your iP- uh, iPhone? Well, I have. A- I get. Uh, I we subscribe to Apple Music, so I think I got oh, like okay. f- fifty five hundred songs on my phone or something. Wonderful. Yeah, I got about thirteen thousand on my phone. Well, yeah, but I have. Yeah, the only ahead. problem is 10,000 of them are Elvis and Conway Twitty. <laughs> so I thank, thank you to all those 
Jorge Plantes and uh, and uh, Chode Piandes and the rest of my Columbia house, I have gazillion CDs yeah. and stuff. And I've collected this thumb drive, and I just put it all on my computer. I have this thumb drive of music. I got, a, I don't know, like 500 gigabytes on this damn friggin' yep. iPhone. Yep. I got like 13,000 songs on it. Yeah. Everything. I don't, I haven't, I don't think I've bought anything from a new band in God knows how long. The way I look at music is I go backwards. I rediscover old stuff that I never heard before. Um, so I'm like you, obviously, Kiss, the hair metal, what they call hair metal, Guns N' Roses, Rat, um, yep. uh, Bon Jovi, uh, Motley Crue, all that stuff I, we got into. Then I get into the classic. So I have a bunch of like, I could go head to head with anybody about Elvis. I'm the, you know, yep. that's probably my biggest love, Elvis. But then I can go head to head with anybody about Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. I can do the same thing about I I I love I have such a different taste. I can get into I'll listen to the Temptations for about two months straight if I feel like it. Yeah, and I can go into every era and all their band members. Yep, right. Yep. But my other big thing is, and Tommy hates this, but he got into it after a while because his wife helps and is country. Yep. But I don't listen to the new stupid country. No. I listen to older country. I listen to the '90s country that we got into when we were in college. So Garth Brooks, Travis Tritt, you know, things like that. Um, Martina McBride, Faith Hill, Tim McGraw. I love all that stuff. I have hundreds of them. But then I have older stuff. I listen to Johnny Cash. I probably have almost every George Jones record, and I listen to him religiously. I can quote you all his songs nonstop. I can listen to that old-style country all day long and love it, love it. That Waylon Jennings all down the line. So it's old school country. It's hair metal. It's, you know, classic rock, Led Zeppelin. I can listen to Pink Floyd. I can listen to, um, you know, but I'm not into like, there's a couple things. I mean, you always talk about this. We're not into, I'm not a big Beatles guy. Never. I think Never. you're either the Elvis or the Beatles. Agreed. Uh, Elvis blows them away. Agreed. Um, and I'm not a big, I mean, I love the Stones. I'm not anti-Stones. But yeah. I didn't really get into them and dissect yeah. their music yet. Maybe I will someday. Yeah. Uh, I'm not into Bruce Springsteen. Put a fucking bullet nope. in my head before I we listen agree. to that shit. We agree on that. Um, you know, and and I don't, other than the NWA hip-hop tree, which is Eazy-E, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Eminem, Snoop. Snoop. I don't branch off into hip hop and stuff. Yeah. I don't. I, yes, yeah. I can't listen to the nonsense these days. I, I don't oh, no. understand what it is. No. Um, so for me, if anything, all of a sudden I'll start getting into and I'll listen to by older Wailing Jennings CDs. Or, you know what? I finally started listening to uh, Tommy will get me into somebody like, let's say I don't and I'm not a fan. Staley Dan, I'll go back and buy all their shit. Love start falling in love with them. Yep. I'm more apt to do that than to buy anything new. I don't yep. buy anything new. Yeah. I don't, you know, maybe I'll find somebody that I like and listen to. Oh, the other band, REM, I can get into. Guns N' Roses, I can get it. Like, I can go with the best of them and go through all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but so pretty much it's like, it's similar. We kind of go through, you go through phases, you go through moods. I mean, absolutely. Like, like I said, like, like there's, 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 
not very much. I know you don't really listen to like quote unquote new rock that much, if if at all. There's a couple bands that I do listen to, but you know, even you know, another genre of music that I have loaded up on my phone that I grew up with is is like is jazz and like big band. Like my dad grew up listening to that in the yeah. house, and sometimes sometimes I'll put on you know like like Frank Sinatra live at the Sands. I can, but see, I can appreciate that. Yeah, although I don't like it, I can appreciate yeah. the talent yeah. and the skill it takes and that other people enjoy that music. Yep. I don't have a problem with it. So um, I, I guess me, it's just the mood, the mood determines what I'm in the mood. At for. work, yep. I have a, a George Jones shuffle. That's probably got like a thousand of his songs. Right. And I listen to that or an Elvis shuffle that I can put on while I'm working in my office. I have that going all the time. Yep. Anytime my car, I have, you know, either a kiss mix um, or all 13,000 songs on shuffle. That's it. Yeah, yeah. There's enough music there that I'm like, oh shit, I don't remember this song from this album. Oh, that's a pretty good song. Oh, I didn't realize I have the Scorpions box set. All of a sudden I hear a song oh. on that that I didn't know. Oh. All of a sudden I'm like, wow, that's a great song there too. So there's enough there to discover for me. I don't have that time, that much time in my life to start getting into newer stuff. Well, the I'd only rather reason- find something that I can, you know, that I have or been shown yeah. well, I- that I want to explore. Yeah, the only the only the only reason I'm even exposed to newer rock is again because I have Sirius XM, and they have a couple stations that that push newer band, yeah. you know, like like bands from like the two thousands two thousands and onward. But yeah. if, if I didn't have satellite radio, I would have no knowledge of any of that stuff. You know? Yeah, and just I, I, there's so much great music that's been released already. Oh yeah, I'm, I'd rather I'd rather listen to something that I really love than be forced to like I'm at someone's house listen to their music and go this sucks. So if I don't have to listen to it, I'm not. I'll put on what I want to listen to, not by chance what's on the radio. Uh, like I, I've grown past that at this point. I got enough CDs that I can entertain myself. So, anyways, yeah. that's a that's a pretty good question. So. And it all comes Thank you, back. Larry. And it all comes back to Kiss. Absolutely, our first love. Yep. And our mutual love of the band Kiss. Oh yeah, and by the way, Tom, tell everybody how they can reach us. Yeah, so we're uh, we're on all the major podcast platforms. You know, iTunes, Apple, um, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Podomatic, Podchaser is a new one, um, and YouTube. And we are on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter is our most active, as you can uh, probably oh, see. We, we're... A new, we have a new message I thought we got on Facebook. Oh, God. No, we're not getting into that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody from Nigeria was messaging us. I think I got like a hoax. Somebody goes, somebody said, they said, hi. I responded, hello. They said, Hi. I said, are you interested in our page? And they said, yes. <laughs> Send videos. <laughs> Send videos of what? So I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But Me anyway. Tommy in our underwear sumo wrestling. I but, don't know what the fuck she wanted, but. I don't know either. Um, and like we always say, too, please interact. Um, you know, leave us a, a nice five-star review on iTunes. It really helps promote us, get our visibility up. Um, and again, thank you so much for the interaction, for the downloads, the listening. We're very humbled by it, and we really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget our email. I don't know if you mentioned it. Oh, yep. Shout it out loudcast. Our name, the name of our show, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. 
That's a great place to send questions. Most of our interactions and questions either come from Twitter or Facebook or even YouTube, but any way you want, you can always get a hold of us. Um, you, as you can see, we each interact with you on either platforms. We're always uh, trying to keep that going. We're pretty active on social media. So, again, iTunes, uh, uh, Google Play, Spotify, all those, and then the social medias of Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Find us, interact, ask a questions for next week. Um, and uh, feel free to email us at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Oh, in another sneak peek, uh, we have proofs we're getting T-shirts, Tommy. Oh, shit. Yeah, and we'll have them, and we'll be wearing them proudly at the uh, KISS concerts coming up that we're going yep. to. And yeah. we will, once, once we're able to push those on uh, social media and show pictures, we will. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So that uh, that wraps up another episode, Tom. Yeah, it does. Famous last words? Well, my uniform is leather, and my power is my age. I'm getting it together to break out of my cage. <laughs> that is just awful. Flaming youth will set the world on fire. I had that, and I changed it. No I'm shit. Not shitting that. I'm not shitting you. Really? I didn't have that lyric. Oof. But I had something from Flaming Youth. Nice. But I changed it. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Well, Go ahead. Shoot. Well, they just don't understand. You got to fight to be a man. Wait, what is that? Remind me. You'll think about it. Oh, God. That's a good way to sign off. Till next time, everybody. See you, everybody. Peace out, Girl Scout. Later. Later. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.